All right, Snacks joined the Down to Business podcast and that's two S's on the end, so please don't forget it. But we were really able to take a deeper dive into the services that she offers for the ladies and how she really snatches them, as we call it these days. So get them looking good, get them feeling good, you know the whole nine. But fellas, look, I know you're kind of looking with the side eyes. I know you might feel slighted, you might feel counted out, but don't. She touched on how she's going to get her hair licensed in January and how doing that will open up a plethora of new doors and new opportunities for her. So when that time comes, I'm gonna need y'all to tap in and show love for sure. But we were even able to talk about some important concepts when it comes to you know, marketing, when it comes to time management, when it comes to just separating business from personal, because it's not always the easiest thing to start a business during the pandemic, but she refused to say no. She refused to take no for an answer. She refused to be discouraged or deterred. She's gonna keep knocking at it one thing at a time. So without further ado, I need y'all to do two things for me. One, I need y'all to look out for those orange words with that black background. And then two, I need y'all to enjoy episode 119, Strictly Business. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner, man. I love talking to everybody, obviously. You know, we we 100 plus episodes in at this point. So obviously, you know, I get a kick out of this. But I really love talking to people that, you know, I really have no connection with, in a sense, people who, you know, we may have shared different mutual friends or even shared the same alma mater or even same organizations and things like that. But essentially, we really never, you know, interacted a lot. And so that's really true about this lady who I'm sitting across from, Snacks. So everybody at ECU knows her as Snacks. Um, so that's so that's what we rock with today, you know what I'm saying? But I'm very excited because she's somebody who, you know, I follow the content. Social media is a very powerful place, so it allows you to tap in with a lot of people, people who you may share interests with, people who may even kind of want to follow along with your journey and what you have going on. So very excited to be sitting down with her, very excited for her to get y'all right, to really talk, and especially my ladies, I'm really talking to y'all. I feel like, you know, a lot of the episodes are really tailored towards the ladies. Fellas, I, I really don't be trying to give y'all the sleight of hand or the cold shoulder or nothing like that, but look, the ladies out here working, they're trying to put on the other ladies as well and they're trying to make sure that everybody looking good feeling good and all of that so snacks how you doing today how's everything on your end how you feeling i'm good i'm feeling great how are you okay no complaints look by the time this interview get dropped founders day is gonna be well gone but look it's founders day it's november 17th 1911 was actually 2022 but november 17th 1911 you asked me man so i'm very excited very you know i'm all good it's definitely been a busy week definitely a lot going on but at the end of the day God is good, so I cannot complain. So for the people out there, I know we're going to get a lot of ECU traffic. I know we're going to get, you know, a lot of outside traffic just the same, though. Can you, one, just tell us a little bit about yourself, and then can you, two, just tell us what brings you on the Down to Business podcast today? Yeah. So my name is Tamaya. I did go to ECU 2017, and I graduated 2021 last December. Um, there I dance, and that's how I got the name Snacks. I was in, a, like, three different dance orgs or whatever. Um, so I was really like into like the orgs and, um, what else about me? Um, yeah, so I have a business called Snatch by Snacks. I started that 2019, um, right at the big, no, 2020, right at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, I started that like two years ago and I started with just doing my friends. Like I've always did hair or whatever, like did braids, but not seriously i was kind of scared to get serious with it but like in college and stuff like i would braid girls hair down for like their wigs and stuff like that but i never took it serious until the beginning of the pandemic you know like the salons and everything was shut so my friends they needed their hair done and they kind of motivated me to start um braiding hair so 
that's how that journey kind of started. And I realized like, wow, I can make like this, you know, a thing like this could be my career or whatever. Um, just by like the support that I was getting from the jump of it. So yeah, that's how I started that. And yeah, I love to do what I do. And I feel like the Down to Business podcast is a great way to like expose my business to more people in like different cities because people travel, uh, especially ladies, they'll travel to get their hair done. So I feel like this is a great platform. That's why I connected with it. With okay. So, so very interested in the business, obviously. That's why we're here. But I, I just need to back up just a little bit. So you kind of said something, but I'm still interested. My curiosity is peaked. So you said that you got the nickname because you were in so many ores. But why though? Like where where was the correlation between what you did and your nickname Snacks? Because to me, like when I think of Snacks, I mean, I think of Snacks. Like, you know, so so where did that, like, yeah, I, I need a little bit more. I, I'm just a little curious. Yeah. So I was in this one org, Diamonds, um, ran by Lorenzo. Um, and my Instagram name is Snackia. And so he couldn't pronounce my name. Nobody knew how to say Tamaya. So um, he came up with snacks. He was like, Snackia? He was like, what, do your name have anything to do with it? I'm like, no, nah, I was watching like Fruit Snackia, like a commercial, like when I was a kid or something. And I was like, um, I was like trying to figure out a new Instagram name. And that commercial came up, Fruit Snackia. So I was like, I'm going to just use Snackia. So that's where that came from. And then he met me, which he's the uh, founder of Diamonds or whatever. So he was like, um, nah, I don't, I can't pronounce your name. So I'm going to just go with Snacks. And so literally he called me Snacks and then everybody else called me Snacks. And then my name just Snacks, Snacks, Snacks. That's what they knew me as. All right, all right. So I got you, I got you, I got you. I wish people did that for me. People just be butchering my name. <laughs> Some people are shortening T, Mar, something like that. So yeah. that's cool. Okay, I like that a lot. So what I really, what really stood out to me, and just because what really stands out to me about a lot of people who share that same sentiment of coming into business during the pandemic, were you scared at all? Did you feel like this was really a big risk? Like you said, like obviously this was something where you've done it before. Like you were used to the braiding, you were used to just hair in general, but it was never really something that you put into a business line. It's the difference between, you know, when you just do something as a hobby or you just do something to help your homegirl or your girlfriend out versus when you really, you know, you have to be professional about it. I mean, which I'm sure you're professional, but yeah. it's a little bit easier to do it with a friend than, you know, really a client, money involved, different services, different things like that. So with starting in the beginning of the pandemic, what was really going through your head? Was there really any drawback where you just kind of all in to begin with? Um, so I really wasn't going in it like I'm going to make a business out of this. It was just more so like my friends like, girl, like you can do this. I'm like, no, I don't want to deal with the girls. Girls like to tussle. They like to argue. I just don't, I don't like competition. So I don't like to deal with none of that. So I'm like, no, I'll just do y'all hair. And so then it was like, I'm like, let me try it out, you know, because I was doing like my locks and everything. And I just made the page. And I like, I remember the first picture I posted was me and I did my own hair. And like people started following it. And then I did like Knotless. That's when that style came like into play during the pandemic. And then I was posting it. And then like people was really DMing me to get their hair done. And then I seen the money aspect of it, of what I was making or what I could potentially make just off like three clients because I wasn't I just started I wasn't getting no clients like that but I saw the money I'm like oh snap like I'm not really making no money during the pandemic so why not you know do this so 
I didn't really take it serious for real until, like, it was still just a hobby um, at first. I'm like, because I'm still in school. So I plan to use, like, my degree and then, you know, get a corporate job and all that other stuff. And so it was just something to do, honestly, till about last year, for real. And not really last year, like, probably, like, eight months in. And so, um, yeah, so I was just like, it's just something to do. But then I realized, like, I actually enjoy doing it. And then once I graduated college, I did get a job at Wells Fargo, and I started working there, and I stopped doing hair completely. And then I just realized, like, I don't really like being on time. To, not really not being on time, but having to be at a certain place at a certain time, like knowing when to go to the bathroom, asking can I leave, asking can I do It was just like, no. Like I was so set to like I make my own schedule. I do what I want to do. I control who I'm, I'm around and stuff like that. So it was just very different to like kind of – changed my mindset in that way and I realized like I was miserable at my job like and I'm like I can see if I wasn't good but I'm actually good at what I do so it's like why did I stop you know like just for this job and that's when I realized like okay I need to take this serious for real for real like and like promote and like really market my business so that's how I really stuck to it. I will say, y'all, she 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 was right when she said she don't like being on time. She was late to the interview today, so, you know. But in her defense, though, she actually called me out yesterday because we were supposed exactly. to have exactly. Let's talk about it. So we can talk. So look, as much as I'm gonna call out, I'm also you know I'm a, I'm gonna throw myself under there too, just the same. But no, on a more serious note, I I like that, and especially because that that I can definitely see that because in college. You 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 gonna take anything that you could get, especially like your first couple of years. Like I didn't work my freshman year, so you know when family used to ask me or when family used to be just wanting to send stuff or ask me for the address. Oh, I was I was dollar off. Come on, come on, what you get? Like you know, but I was also being very frugal and cognizant of that. But at the same time, back then, man, you could do a lot with twenty, no, fifteen. Real, you, yes. you can have time. You can have the time for real. So you know, I, I definitely do understand that, but I definitely do also hear the transition in that. Hear how you know you you had a couple of clients or you kind of working your way of building that foundation a little bit but then you said yo like all right hold on this is really resonating with people people are really liking this people are really enjoying this let me actually start to get into the marketing side let me actually start to get into promotional side so that kind of leads me into my next question and just my next kind of thought too so were you a big social media person back then was it easy for you to kind of start branding yourself did you make like because like you said the first picture was of you you did your own hair you kind of did like that was that something that you weren't really used to was that kind of new to you or was social media kind of just because I would say for me like you know making a promoting a podcast and doing everything that I did on my personal page it was cool one day one of my boys came up shout out to K Charles man came over and was just like you know I think you really need to differentiate your brand from your personal at this point you gained a lot of traction but at the same time it's not to say that everybody who you have or everybody who you're getting it from is going to support you or it resonates with them you should really differentiate yourself to really truly show those true supporters. And man, when I tell you that was one of the best, most eye-opening conversations we had, because it was just like, for me, I had to put some pride to the side. I had to realize that I had four, at the time, it's probably like 3,000 something followers. I'm like, well, dang, so I'm about to leave all these people and I'm about to start from zero to one. You know how long it's going to take me to get to 100, then 200, then 300, then I'm going to be posting. So, but I will say that it, it showed me true and true who was going to support, who it really was with, because out of that 3,000, 
oh, it, it turned into 100 and then it turned into 500, but but it was slow. It was gradual. It wasn't just like that personal. I post a pic now, like you post a Founders Day pic or you post something like that. You're getting followers, you're getting comments, different things like that. With a podcast, it was slower and it was even more slower for people who I really knew, but it may not have been for them. So I say all of that to really say, what was that social media transition like? What was it really like going from what you did personally and what you did kind of with friends to really branding it and turning it into a business? Um, so that was big for me. Like it was never a time, like I do market on my story with my hair page and every now and then I will post like content on my main page, but not to gain clients from my personal. It's more to let people know, like, this is what I do as my career, you know, like, so I've always kept it separate. I like my personal life and my business to be separate because I know like I just don't like it and I have a kid so um for just safety purposes I don't like you'll never see like me posting like my main page like on my hair page asking them to follow me or you know I just don't do stuff like that because my personal life is my personal life and I don't mix business and personal together like my some of my clients do know me from my personal page because I have more followers on there and I kind of and I get clients from my personal page but they always go to the business page when they want their hair done and that's how I like that um yeah and as far as like marketing and stuff that's something that I'm still learning and I realize how important it is like right now I'm not posting a lot of content on my hair page due to me like trying to get like new lighting and stuff so I could show off what I'm doing more but I did realize when I was not posting consistently like that plays a big role like I won't find a lot of people I ask a lot of my clients like how do you find me they like from hashtags or sometimes I'll be on my personal page and I'll put in Charlotte Brader or something like that and my work is there and it's like wow like this is crazy and like even like my client yesterday she told me she found me from TikTok I've literally posted one video from TikTok so that is a platform that I'm going to start using more um and so, yeah, so it's just, like, I'm still learning and, like, just knowing, like, everything that you put out is important because just, like, it attract what attracts people. Like, even talking to them, trying to connect personally, but still in a business aspect is, like, something that I'm learning now, too, because it's, like, I was, at one point, I'm, like, I just want to talk about hair. Like, I don't want to talk about anything else besides hair on my hair page but like talking to them and like when they real when they meet me they realize that i'm really cool but they don't know because i don't like post like my personality or anything on my hair page because i feel like that's strictly business but you when you have people constantly engaging with you like your name won't go missing you know like they'll always remember you because you're constantly posting so that's something i have learned and i kind of like did an experiment like when i wasn't when I was working at Wells Fargo, I stopped posting on my hair page. I at first I was barely getting like any DMs of like people girls wanting their hair done. And then and I was in the process of moving. So once I got like everything set up in my house and I could post content like the proper way, I was still working, but only to like my regular clients. But when I started posting content the right way, like had my brand, had my name and like just if you go to my if you see snacks with a orange sign and a black background, you know it's me. You know, like stuff like that is important. And so once I got that set up and started posting content, like I was telling my mom, like watch this, watch how all of this is about to turn around. I'm about to start getting like hella 
you know, people that want to get their hair done, like getting more followers, all that. And it literally happened, like just like that, just because branding is very important. And I just had somebody on the IG Live even say, yeah, TikTok is a great platform to grow. And I know that hearing this, some people are going to be like, Tamar, we've been telling you to get on TikTok forever. We've been telling you. So here's here's my declaration right here. IG Live is hearing it. <laughs> hearing it. After my live event, December 3rd. So let me get everything. Let me get the drops. Let me get the recap. After we drop that live event episode, whatever episode number that is, because I have no idea what episode number is going to be right now. Yeah. Now to business podcast will be on TikTok before the year is out. So I want you to hold me to that. I, I want will. You to hold me to that. We we gonna make it happen because people have been telling me for far too long, and I, I I continuously look back and even in some of my previous interviews, I talk about you know I felt like I came to Facebook too late. I felt I mean not Facebook. I felt like I came to YouTube too late. I felt like I was just scared to post on LinkedIn, and I don't even know why. But now I'm about to make a LinkedIn page just mm-hmm. for the podcast. And I felt like, you know, I wasn't really, I'm not posting consistently on Twitter as much as I should. So I could be doing better. So just from hearing that, just from even what you made me think about too, was when you were saying the hashtags and things like that, it's amazing now how I started using the down to business hashtag, the down to business podcast hashtag. And now when I'm typing it in, I'm seeing the numbers like fewer than a hundred posts or just at a hundred posts or things like that. So it's letting me know that it's gradually building, but people can click that or people can click podcasters of Instagram or even I was on my, it was crazy. I had a moment of I don't even know what to call it. Moment of clarity, maybe. Shout out to Future and Uzi. <laughs> I was on my, I was on my, uh, my personal page. I clicked my Explore page, and now I don't know about y'all, but sometimes the Explore pages be looking crazy. Like it just be looking like stuff I ain't never watched before, stuff that you don't use. So I think that's a lot. But I, I saw myself. I said, "Hold on, I'm seeing the podcast on my Explore page." I said, "Wow, really, right?" Never would have known because I would be the first to tell you that the Explore page was something I was very late to. It was something that I really never clicked. It was something that I felt like, you know, I would I would only really click it to search somebody's name or search somebody. But when I really just started scrolling and paying attention, I came across so many different things from business owners to sports to news to music to it was it was every I said, wow. So I really started being cognizant and intentional behind it and really going behind it. So the fact that you say that and y'all it snacks with two S's for sure. So you definitely go to the page, something that tripped me out about the page. She actually even gave me some motivation because I just, I'm about to move spots and stuff at the beginning of the next month. Um, I, I want to get like a little, either my name or like the down to business that neon or like recording in progress. I'm trying to deck it out because yours, I was like, that's like something notable. That's like your staple, your tag. Like somebody yeah. comes to your page and said, you see that neon in the back? You know, that's me. You see that light or that video else somewhere? You know, that's me. So I, I love that a lot, but I love the fact that, you know, you weren't confining yourself in a sense. You said, you know, you, you knew what you had to do to build. You knew what you wanted. You were very intentional behind it. And I think that that's so important with business ownership, with entrepreneurship, with everything like that. So mm-hmm. I kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but I want to get into it a little bit more because you might even teach me something today. So yeah. what do you do? I know the hands got to be crazy. Like you said, you do the braid. You said, you said something about the knot list. So when people are coming to you, when ladies may hit you up when on the services website, when you're on the business page, everything like that, what can they expect? What all do you offer? Um have you been, and I would even kind of throw in there too, with these offerings, have you had to get certified in anything? Did you have to take any classes or courses? Are you all self-taught? What was that journey like for you? Um, So I've been self-taught. I've been self-taught. Um, I've always known how to braid. I can't tell you exactly. Like, I learned how to braid at nine. It's just something I've always knew how to do. Like, my mom can braid, but she never took it serious. Um, I just always know how to braid. Like, I don't know how I was taught that i don't know um but yeah so i started off doing just locks and then i'm like i like braids and at first i didn't because it was like the time management like learning like 
um, this takes all day. Like, I don't want to do it. But the more you practice, the better you get at it and the less time it takes. And so, like, at first it was taking me, like, 10 hours. Really, my first client took me, like, 10 hours. But it was luckily my friend. Um, but the more I practice now, it takes me four and a half hours to do, like, such a long service. So it's, like, cracking down on time is Time management is very important in that business. So, like, not list is very popular for me. Like, a lot of people come to me for not list. Um, locks is something I do as well. But what I'm tapping into more is like men here. Um, I am going to school in January. I start school in January to get my hair license. So that's gonna open up a whole new ball game for me. And I never like to like limit myself as to what I can do because I can do my own hair. I don't like to, but I know that I am capable of doing more styles. And that's kind of where I'm transitioning into now because um, during this time, it's different season for different styles with ladies. And like around this time, women like to wear like their real hair, their natural hair, or like just weave period and try to stay out of braids. Braids is more so like a spring summer style. So I'm realizing that I need to be, you know, um, what's the word? Ah, can't think of I, say, I say flexible, versatile, whatever versatile. you want to use. Versatile and like different type of hairstyles. So I'm going to school to, I feel like that part I do need to go to school for because I don't want to be liable for messing someone's hair up or anything like that. So I need to get the proper, you know, tools to be taught like exactly what to do how to take care of natural hair so that's kind of where I'm lingering more towards too so I start school for that in um January and um yeah so I'm tapping into more men styles now like my friend he just came and got his hair done so I was able to post that and then like it's opened up like guys are hitting me up to get their hair done now you know so it's just something simple like that is opening up um like a whole different gender which is great for me because it's more people coming to my page or whatever so i try to do anything like i don't never limit myself like i only do this i only do that i try to be versatile in everything that i do so you know the more money when you learn how to do more stuff more now you're talking my language. Hey, look, you just let me know when you when whenever you're going to come clippers in, and I'm I, I, I might have. I ain't trying to tell nobody. Because <laughs> yeah, you know, fellas don't, fellas don't play, man. But no, I definitely commend y'all because you even said it like ten hours, four and a half hours, man. I could not fathom that. Like yeah. I, I'm getting fancy at like a forty five minute haircut. It's just like, all right, bro. Like you keep spinning this chair. You keep you telling me to tilt back now. Yeah. I was just like, bro, I'm not the barber, but. <laughs> Yeah, I think time is so important. Like, I feel like the less time, the more money you can make. So, like, 10 hours is a whole day for me. But if I'm doing four hours, I could fit two more people in and make, you know, that's triple the amount of money of what I would have made off of just one client. So, time management, that is so important for real. Got you. So, a question, a question I kind of have, and I don't want to, I guess, kind of step on any toes or even kind of interfere with every, anything you have going on. So, if I if I do, please let me know. But so, when it comes to really, like you said, styling, gaining that expertise, being more versatile, is it more common for stylists, braiders, whatever they want to call themselves? Are we charging more so for the time? Are we charging for the skill itself? Are we charging for the style? Would you say as you gain more, like you said, you're about to get a license now. So does that mean with that license, I would assume like you have more to back you, the, the, the price could go up a little bit, you know, because you have more to speak from, you have more experience. Am I wrong about that? Is it certain styles just need to stay within certain ranges? Because I'm not going to lie, 
I go to, I wouldn't say I visit a plethora of hair pages, but I've seen a lot of different hair pages and stylists and things like that. And a lot of times the prices really vary for like some of the same styles. And I'm not gonna lie, some of them styles that these women get, it's ex- I'm glad I'm a, I'm glad I'm a man because it's, it's very it's, it's very expensive being a woman just from the cosmetic aspect. So yeah, can you speak to I guess for for us, especially for the men out there who may not really know, when it comes to I guess just pricing and really just putting a worth on something, where does where does a lot of that come from? Is it the preference of you? Is it the style itself? Is it the time you're putting in? Is it a culmination of a little bit of everything? So one, the first thing first is knowing. I don't want to say how good you are, but knowing what you're worth. If you're just becoming a stylist, like I look at my prices. I have like still pictures of my price list from when I first started. I was doing knotless braids for $100. No way I would do that now. But it's just like, but I was just starting out. You know, you still have to you still have to build your following up. So starting out, you're not going to have the same prices from two years. And also, the next thing is you have to look at your competitors. Like, who else is around you? So you kind of pair, compare prices to, like, I'll go on people that is in my city price list. And, you know, you've got to compete with the prices so and then you got to look at their talent not really how long because the time does not matter but time of how long you've been doing hair does not matter but um the quality of the work so people will pay if it's great quality they're gonna pay and so that plays another factor and then the duration of the style itself that plays a huge factor too like Knotless braids take four and a half, five hours. So that's a thing. But if you're getting them long, like girls like long hair, they like the long braids, crazy braids. So that's another factor that's going to take it in because it's going to take a longer time. Like if you're just getting regular medium knotless braids, like shoulder length or like mid back, that's not going to take nothing, four hours. But if you add on butt length or thigh length, that's another 30, 45 minutes. Yeah, you have to pay for that, you know, because that is a huge factor in it. And also, um, sometimes like locks, like my locks are like two twenty five, two seventy five. Um, the hair itself is fifty dollars. So depending on like the prices of hair is crazy. Like, and that's what I try to explain to my clients. Like, we have to go out and buy this stuff. Like some people, like some stylists in Charlotte, and I'm pretty sure everywhere they don't provide the hair. Um, I personally do because I don't like, I like, I'm very particular of what I use because I don't like cheap hair like that. It's going to cut my hands. Like I'm not doing that. So that is important. But like, um, so yeah, that plays a factor because I purchased the hair products. Like the products can't buy itself. We have to purchase that. Like you spend a lot of money in a beauty supply store. Like it's crazy. Um, so that plays a lot of that plays a lot into it too and then um i see a common thing i do see is like why do y'all start stylish charge extra on the weekend like my weekends are my weekends to myself you know like if i'm working a nine to five you have the weekend to yourself you know so if i am going to take up my time to do a service for you you're going to have to pay for that because I could be spending time with my son. It could be my personal time. It could be just my personal life period. And I'm fitting you in to, you know, I'm doing a service for you. So you have to pay for my time. So like, sometimes I will do that. I feel like I am one of the stylists that do look out for 
not low income, but like, I hate that I said that. Not that, but like people who, um, like, I, I understand, you know? So I kind of, you know, it, I just play it. It just depends. Like, I do throw a lot of specials and stuff to look out for those people who, you know, want their hair done but can't really afford it like that. So that is a play you got to hit everybody. You can't just have one target audience. It is important to have a target audience, and that is another thing on why I separated my business from my personal page because you have different target audiences. So I wanted to target people who was attracted to hair, you know, and keep that private. So yeah, your target audience is important with that industry too. Like I feel like that does play a big role as well. But I think I, I think that's an important point. I think a lot of times, you know, when we reach a certain caliber we kind of forget where we came from ourselves, where yeah. we started yeah. during the pandemic, what we were doing originally, how we were taking care of homegirls, different things like that. Yeah. And I even had somebody on my IG live say four hours is considered a quick. Yeah, y'all. Yeah. Salute. Oh, y'all got that. Um, <laughs> I guess, yeah, I need 30, 45 minutes an hour. <laughs> but, um, no, I, I definitely think that that's still to still never. I think it's just the concept of never forgetting your roots, never forgetting where you came from. But also too, just morality, recognizing that, look, you could be like, uh, a popular, I'm not gonna lie, really the only popular hairstylist I know is Tay, so that was really the only name I was I'm gonna use. Yeah. Um, I don't, but you can be like these top names, just insert some names for me, y'all. Just, you know, use your imagination. But you can be like these people, but still take care of, you know, your yeah. different everyday people. You Like you said, at the end of the day, if they're still trying to get their hair done, if they're still trying to show support to you, if they're not trying to do anything unprofessional, I think that that's still important. There's never gonna be a point in time where, let's just say, when the Down to Business podcast makes it to television, have our own network, own show, whatever, things like that. I still want to talk to college students. I still want to talk to people who my um, you don't have to, just because I'm now famous or well-known doesn't mean you have to be on that same level. And I feel like a lot of times that's where a disconnect comes, where we kind of just push these people to the side when you never know what that person could do for you. Maybe directly up front, it's, it's, no, it's just you're going to get this business, you're going to get this service, that's it, maybe minimal tip. But hey, they post their stuff, you get a lot of clientele from other people. They build, they build, that, that person's not going to be in that same predicament all their life. What happens when they make it? What happens when they when they peak and everything like that? Exactly. They either A, going to remember how you treated them and kind of pushed them to the side. Exactly. Or B, they going to remember, yo, she looked out. I'm actually about to show her love. Might even just pay you off the and not even keep all that. Yeah. Or might even pay you for all the time and not even want the hair done at that point. But here, just for that. You know, so I think it's, I think it's very important to just always, like, you can't forget that, man. You can't forget. Now, at the end of the day, I'm never saying, you know, you compromise yourself, you compromise your work because time is money. At the end of the day, like you said, I'm big on that whole weekend philosophy. I was making my booking link and I was doing, I said, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I said we could do it. All I did was shorten the Saturday and Sunday times and Sunday. I was just like, you know, anything before one o'clock, you got me. But once football come on, it's curtains. But then I was just like, you know, I took a step back. I did a couple interviews on a Sunday. I said, nah. This, this ain't it. And one person didn't even show up. So I had missed some of the game coming back. So I was not a happy camper. So I was like, you know what? No, let me. It's no reason why Monday through Friday I can't knock this out. I can't give y'all a window of time and make things happen. Saturdays and Sundays, nah, those, it got to be a day for me. It got to be a balanced day. It got to be an edit day. It has to be something because, you know, at the end of the day, like you said, I'm paying for my time. You're paying for my time. You're taking on my time. In this case, people don't, you know, I don't really get paid for these interviews or anything like that. Some people, you know, throw different things or if you, depending on how you book me is depending on really what this goes. But most of my interviews out of these 100 plus have been free. We just sit down, we talk as virtual or as in person, we make it happen. But I also think about, you know, my time is valuable just the same. I still have to get on this and I still have a life to live. 
I still have a job. I still have editing. I still, I'm a one man band. So, you know, a lot of this I have to think about, but I also think that that's important just with anything, even as a nine to five. There's no reason why, and I, I do this myself, so I'm going to actually speak to myself on this. There's no reason why you should be clocking out at five o'clock and you're still working on work. But I, you know, sometimes it just be like that. Like sometimes yeah. you just got things to do, but really think about my job is big on that. You know, once you clock out at five, don't open that laptop. First job I really ever had like that or first job where it really doesn't feel like it's a responsibility or it's a task or it's a burden to have. So something I kind of want to get into because this really has nothing to do with me at all. I got my boy in here, Sneaker Fair. Shout out to you, man. This really has nothing to do with me at all, but it's a heavily, I guess, debated topic between hairstylists, women, different things like that. Come with your hair already washed. Can we talk about that for a little bit? And she started laughing because, yo, so, okay. So let me just tell you how I guess I came across like this debate per se. So I was just really on Twitter one day. (laughs) And I think a stylist had posted that her clients were not coming like with their hair already washed, prepped or different things like that. And she felt that as though, you know, well, if you're not going to do that, then I'm going to put an extra tax on it. So there was a lot of heated debate about how some people understood it. Some other clients clients were taking her back and things like that. But there were some other people who were just like, as a stylist, as somebody, especially if I'm coming to you, whether it be a shop, your home, anything like that, I feel like that's just a common courtesy. So from a stylist herself, from someone who at some point, you didn't always, like, you don't always do your own hair. I'm pretty sure you've gone out to get your hair done. I, always, I don't do my hair at all. I don't touch it at all. But yeah. So even better. So now you're really going to give me the answer. Yeah. So what's the, what's your, I guess I'm not really going to ask what's the right or wrong answer here, but in a sense, I'm really asking what's the right or wrong answer because you've seen both sides of it, both perspectives of it. Yeah. Should women already be having their hair prepped, ready, washed to go? Cause I know for me as a man, like when I know I'm about to get my hair cut, I'll wash it the night before. If I shower that day, I, I'll shower well before my haircut because the last time I kind of cut it too close, my barber said that I was messing up his clippers, whatever I did, maybe the water oh, or something like that. So, okay. yeah, but that's a whatever. I, don't, I ain't really believe that. I was just trying to keep my hair clean. Yeah. But as a woman, is that something that uh, does a stylist, should a stylist just do that? Is that just a common courtesy to wash the hair before you get into it? Should it already be done so she can just get to work? What's your viewpoint on that? I, I, I'm very curious. Yeah. So, I am contradicting myself with my answer because I don't wash. You come blow dry. But I feel like as a braider, that should be okay. I understand because, like, I tell my clients, too, I go get my hair done just like y'all. Like, I get it. But I feel like when you're in a salon, then yes. When you are in your home, it's like you don't, like, I don't like them in my personal space like you come you sit down you get your hair done but and i only braid well but when i tap back into and that's why i'm going to school so i can get my license so i can get in the shop just doing it the proper way like it is ways around that but i just want to do everything like the legit way so i feel like when you are in a salon then yes that is part of professionalism like you should wash hair and if that is the case just charge more like if that does i understand how that does save time but if like for a sewing or something like that you have leave out you never know some people don't know how to properly wash their hair so why would you 
that's kind of like halfway doing a style because it's like, you know, they still have like product in their hair from like the shampoo and the conditioner. That is important to have all that stuff washed out. So it makes their hair stiff. If you know that everybody and every stylist know that sometimes people do not know how to properly wash their hair. If you're a stylist, you know that. And so why not? And honestly, it's just a part of the whole aura of it. Like, I just feel like women we like like I like to go get my hair washed like I have certain people for certain things I love getting my hair washed by somebody else massage like it just feels good it's just a good thing it's a good feeling you know but like I do have hairstylists that are in a salon that I do go to that don't wash hair and if they do wash hair they're gonna charge you for it I feel like instead of charging for it just up your price like if you know like but everybody have their own tactics of how they do things and I do understand like how um washing hair is like a thing where it's like uh but it's gonna take up more time but I feel like as a stylist like you should do the whole nine instead of half stepping the way through so that is my fault too because I don't do that but when I do get into the line that is something that I'm gonna add and I probably wouldn't charge more for it because I felt like that's just a given like everyone wants their hair washed like that's you know like they're going you can't halfway do a style so but with braids it's easier to tell them to come wash them blow dry because you're getting a protective style where none of your hair is out um i was gonna say something else ah, i forgot but um yeah i just think that it's important that that is something that like i like when i see stylists like oh you they wash hair. Oh, and back in the day, that is something that always came with styles. Except for at the, like, the little um, braiding spots, like the African braiding salons, like, you come with your hair washed and blow dry. So that was always another reason why I did not provide that because it's, like, that's always been a thing at African salons. Like, you, I mean, not, you know, braiding salons, like, they, um, you always come washed and blow dried there. And then if you do have to have your hair washed and blow dried, then you pay more. But that's at a braided salon. And that's that makes sense, you know? But like if you're going to a regular salon back in the day, a wash and blow like that's a given. Like that's gonna happen. Like you never have to come. So yeah, that's my take on it. All right. So I can see, you know, I, I but I get both sides on that. I, yeah. I definitely see how it I think it's environmental as well like you said it's a difference when i'm doing this out of the the house or just out of my own section versus being a, in a salon or being somewhere you know where we have the soap bowls and the sinks and things like that to already just it's no point in me just sitting you here in the chair in the sink right next to me or right behind me we can just make this all because in a sense it does sound like you just have styling it and you kind of skipping a step and you're just going straight to it but i also i was very curious like i said because i was scrolling through the thread i was very entertained like yeah. everybody was coming, you know, it was, it was very hustle with the hairstylist now they don't play they be really go in on us <laughs> so it's, it's very interesting but i also think you make a good point when you say too that everybody may just not know how to wash hair and wash hair thoroughly because i saw somebody tweet the other day that um well i didn't know that <laughs> Well, I didn't know that conditioner was supposed to sit in your hair. I thought you just washed it, right? And I was just 
man, even as somebody who I don't use conditioner like that, I feel like I don't really, you know, I don't really have no hair. But I do that when you do put that thing on there, you let it sit because it even feel better. Like you just let it sit on there, you let it, you brush it in sometimes. But I knew that, so it's so it's so funny just hearing different hair takes and just different hair opinions and everything like that. So I love that. But something that I, I keep hearing and something that I'm very excited for you for is this license. I think, like you said, it'll one add to the versatility. It'll put you in the shop. It'll it'll do the whole nine. It'll even open up more doors because how you're getting the license, you'll probably be with other people and you'll probably be around. You'll be able to make different connections, everything like that. So what would you say is the end goal or not even the end goal, but what would you say is really the ultimate goal for snacks? Do you want to be in that shop? Do you want to be amongst other women in a shop? Do you want to be in a shop, kind of get that vibe, but work your way eventually to have your own shop and be able to employ other women? You just want to be solo dolo. Like what, what does that really look like for you specifically? Yeah. So, um, a short term goal for me, um, is to start working on like sets, like movie sets. Um, I've already connected with, my mom is into that, but on a different type of platform, she works on movie sets. So like, um, I have a connection with that already, but I need my license to actually be on the movie sets and work. And like, you know, even like Tyler Perry, like they have braiders there to do braided wigs or just to have braids for the actresses and actors. So that's one of my short-term goals. And that's why I was like, okay, I definitely need to get this. Like they film movies and commercials all the time in Charlotte and need braiders, but you have to have a license to do it. So um, that's a short-term goal for me. My long-term goal is to own a salon. Um, I'm big on like ownership. I don't want to work for nobody for real for the rest of my life I am working on getting my master's in IT so um, I start that in December so um that is a goal with hair but I also do want to like still I I don't ever like limit myself especially with education I think like that is very important because at any time I can't get bored with this and I feel like as a stylist like even though like this is something I love to do and I am passionate about you always have a plan because anything could go wrong um so yes uh owning a salon is important to me that is something that I will forever think that I would want to do um until it's done but yeah that's what I really want to do on a salon and work on sets and stuff. Amazing, man. Limitless. I, I love every bit of that. And I, you, you just opened up a new, I didn't even think about like movie sets and just how those people are specific to them from the makeup artist to just the styles to you get assigned to her, you get assigned to him, you get a, you know, that's, that's very interesting. So the fact that you already plugging your way into that and you already kind of know what it takes to propel your way in there. Oh, that's amazing. That's what we want to see you. We're going to see you in some big time movies, like in the credits and all of that. Needs that, needs that. I want to tap into acting too. So I feel like I, I've got a whole plan in my head. Like that's how I want to really like dive into it. Yeah. Working y'all. I love that. I love that. So is there anything that like, you're just not doing like <laughs> somebody come to you and just be like, well, obviously we know she's not picking up the clip. She's not going she to get us right on that regard, but that's a lot of responsibility. I'm not. Yeah. Is there anything that like a woman will come to you, even men now, like you said, you're kind of branching into that avenue as well. Anything that you're just staying away from anything that's really just not your area of interest or expertise per se, or like you said, you just want to be that Swiss army knife. You just want to be as versatile as possible. Um, right now I kind of stay away from hot tools. Like I'm, I'm diving into it slowly, but I don't want to be like, I feel like, 
liability purposes, I need the proper education for it because I don't ever want to be the reason why someone's hair is damaged. Um, not really staying away from it because I do do braided ponytails and I do braid their hair. I mean, I do flat iron their hair for that. But like really big style, like tapings and all that stuff, I'm not really into that. I feel like I need a master one step at a time and that is a huge step and I'm a braider. I don't ever want to call myself just a braided though. I feel like I'm a stylist that is, um, I can't even think of the words, but basically I really mainly focus on braids. So like I want to slowly dive into everything else and not just be like, oh, I do this, oh, I do that, because I feel like it's important to actually know how to do the things instead of just, and perfecting it, instead of just hopping like, you know, far ahead without perfecting the craft that you already have first. So um, something that I'm really not doing is like tapings, like real natural hair stuff. Not that part yet. Um, cuts, that's out the picture. I ain't trying to mess up nobody's hairline. Um, yeah, anything else as far as like braiding and styles, like I always tell my clients, like I'm open to it. Like I want to try everything. Like I never want to limit myself to stuff that I'm already exposed to. I love that. I love that. Okay, so look, y'all y'all hearing it firsthand, the people who tapping in, y'all so y'all know what's up. Y'all know what to look for. Y'all know kind of where she's at. And I think that is so important that she's not, you're not just putting a cap on. You're not just saying, okay, well, I'm good with this. I got a lot of styles under my belt. I got a lot of, you know, my clientele is good. No, because who knows what opening up another window could do? Who knows right. what getting a license could do? Who knows where your clientele is going to take off to? The sky is truly like, the sky honestly is down here for you. You just, you know, you're constantly working your way up, up, up and up. I love that. So before we tell the people, you know, where they can find you, where they can lock in with you at, where they can book you, everything like that. Do you feel like there's anything we have not touched on today? Anything we haven't gotten into as far as like, you know, what you offer, what you're looking to do, um, anything in that regard, or even any last words that you may want to leave for other business owners, entrepreneurs, stylists, people out there who may just be tuning in and may not be in that avenue at all? Um, Yeah. So something I could leave is like always to trust the process, like really never give up. Like every day, as far as like business owners, like young entrepreneurs, like every day isn't going to be a good day. Like always see the bigger picture out of everything. Um, because every day is not going to be a good day. And we're so quick to like close out and just be like, all right, can I cuss? Or no. Okay. Oh, every day just be like, forget this stuff. Like you don't want to do it anymore stuff like that. But it's just like, always trust the process and understand that it's always a part of the process and never like give up and always believe in yourself. Like if nobody else believes in yourself, you stay true to who you are and know where you want to be at. Cause that's important. And that's really like the only way you're going to get through it. Hey, that's my favorite question. I ain't going to lie. Like I, to, to anybody who has ever come on here and asked me, can you curse? I, I, I love you. Bro, but like I, I tell people that, but I always make the joke that, yeah, but but keep in mind, my grandma's gonna have a bone to pick with you because my grandma does tap in with me. I was actually texting her. Yeah. Um, yes, me, my grandma be texting. She be getting right. Emotions, <laughs> yeah. I was actually texting her the other day and she was telling me that my grandma actually made me laugh so hard. So she she keeps up with my podcast from mm -hmm. Facebook and everything like that. Um, because we play some Facebook games right now. She's killing me. I'm weak, not the games. <laughs> my grandma. My grandma been working me right now, but so she texted me and she was just like, you know, because she keeps up with me, she'll give me different feedback on different episodes. Let me know. But so for my live event promo, I had made it from the aspect of I was a late night in the studio, I was tired, I was yawning, I was doing all of that. She was like, Dag, I was watching your latest video and um, 
you really look tired. You need to get some rest. Like you need to make some things happen. I said, so I said, grandma, it was just, it was just for the, it was just for the scene. It was just an act. Like, but the fact that you believed it means that I did something right. And she was like, oh, silly me. Like, you know, I shouldn't, <laughs> I should have known. But no, I tell people all the time that you get on here, you be you. You be as expressive as possible. Yeah. You do all of that. Like, but keep in mind that when you do do that, I'm going I'm to throw you under the bus and I'm going to tell grandma that <laughs> you ain't hear me do that. So look, they don't hear wild. But no, I definitely, like I said, I appreciate everybody who comes on here who needs knowledge, who needs anything for the people. And I think that you did just a lot of that. I think you even gave some people some motivation here for people who, you know, may be scared to just branch into a different avenue or may not have been thinking a certain way. Because like you said, you post content, you have certain things, but you, you've you been trying to also get things together behind the scene, but you're thinking so much. Before we talked today, I wouldn't have known about the whole acting thing, which you were trying to do. I wouldn't have known about the whole, you know, you're getting into men's styles and everything like that. I wouldn't have known about the whole that you're trying to get together, that you were rebranding, not rebranding in a sense, but you were just getting your license. You're trying to take things to another level. I wouldn't have known that eventually, you know, you want to be you. Yeah. You, you just make this happen. You, the nine to five lifestyle, just some, funding somebody else's dream and passion. That's just not you. That's so important. But I say that to always tell people out there, whether you're just an audience, whether you're nine to five, whether you're a business owner, entrepreneur, whatever you are, you're still a human being, but you're always working. It's always something out there. It's always something to do, to dive into. I was talking to somebody in the airport. Man, this this world is really just like, it's knowledgeable everywhere from YouTube to just books to, to people to, I learned so much just sometimes talking to people or watching people, just observing or listening. And, and then not to mention when you open up a book and then not to mention the dark hole you could go to on YouTube, you go on to listen to some Drake or some Lil Dirt. Before you know it, you're looking at conspiracy theories, or you're looking at politics, or the government. It, 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 the possibilities are truly endless. Like yeah. you're really out here, the world is really your oyster. So no, for me to you snacks one, thank you. Like I said, thank you yeah. for calling me out. Thank you for thank you for getting me on my on my back. Because <laughs> I was yeah, I was like I said, I was slipping, y'all. I'm not even gonna make no excuses. I was definitely slipping, man. But like she got me together, she got me right. But at the same time, she's doing great work. And I think that that's so important to be highlighted, to be touched on. And on top of that, you're not done. You're far from finished. You get this license that may propel you into something totally different that you weren't even expecting. You want to do acting. You're thinking about IT, masters, all of that. So it's just such a, it's crazy how different things can be on so different sides of the spectrum, but how you can tie them together or how that'll help you this way or how, you know, you may meet some IT, you may meet some IT girlies or some IT guys who, you know, they need their hair done or Mm -hmm. things like that. You may meet some acting people who outside of the acting in the movies, when when Warner Brothers or whoever, Pixar, Universal's paying for it, they might just hit you on the side like, yo, so it, it's just so crazy what can really happen. Yeah. But I think that this is definitely a good building point, a good foundation for you and all of that from, from taking care of your family and that balance to just having your own time to really just putting that work into your own craft and separating it off. So I appreciate that a lot. So for the people out there, before we close out, where can we tap in with you at? Where can we find you at? Like I said, my fellas, look, if you're looking for the clips, it's not happening. So we just still keep going to your barber, keep taking care of them. But <laughs> it's not to say that, you know, I might have to just pull a couple more strings and we might get it maybe in a few more years. But for the ladies out there, for the fellas out there who are trying to, you know, just even learn some more information or may even be looking to get into this area themselves, but may not necessarily know where to start or what to do. What's the best places to tap in with you and find you? Yeah, you guys can find me on Instagram at Snatched by Snacks with two S's. And if you want to book me, you can DM me to book. I'm friendly. I'm nice. And yeah. And thank you again for having me. I feel like your platform is really great, especially for young entrepreneurs. Much appreciated. Much appreciated. And look, y'all, that's two S's. I'm going to put it in the bio, but look, don't play with it. Don't play with it. So everybody out there, man, continues to tap in. What is live event is on the way. I'm happy. We celebrated three three years this month, man. It's just, it's, it's so amazing. I'm so grateful. I'm so 
blessed, but at the same time, I'm so motivated because there's people like y'all, there's people like Snacks, man, there's people like who tune in on the IG Live that y'all keep me going. Y'all keep me, after clocking out of a shift, I don't mind staying behind and talk to some people, man. After, you know, waking up from a, a long weekend or, or just wanting to chill or football's coming on, no, let's get in the studio, let's edit, let's make something happen, man. I'm having so much fun with this, the possibilities are so endless. So for me to y'all, it's nothing but love, nothing but blessings, nothing but gratitude and appreciation. This has been another episode of the Down to Business podcast here with Tamar Turner.